0: How many of you ever heard of the Righteous Brothers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you only close your eyes. You never close your eyes. Anymore. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Amen. What? Hmm? Well, thank you. Thank you. <clears> thank <throat> you. Man, I'll tell you what, I just appreciate Erica. Amen. Amen. And Jen just comes right in there and makes us all sound good. The beautiful thing about, I believe, about our worship team is it's not just about the music. Amen. Music is just an expression of what's happened in each of our lives. Music without the Lord is, is, it's empty. It's empty. It leaves questions. It leaves, you know, and even, hey, Bill, good to see you, buddy. But God has given us music. God has given us all kinds of awesome ways of expression. And, uh, And we express those things. But honestly, to express the things we believe without living the things we believe is kind of empty, isn't it? And so righteousness is kind of an important thing because righteousness is more of what we do. But before we can do righteousness, we have to become righteous. And there's only one way to become righteous. And I want to look at that a little bit today. What made the righteous brothers righteous? It was just good, right? It was just good music. And so one, one descriptor is man, that's righteous, brothers. In fact, I've heard that's how they got their name, but I'm not sure. Someone heard them perform and say, Why well, are a verse this week that got me thinking about righteousness? What is that? Godliness? Goodness? Just like goodness, you know, just righteousness, you're good. That's a good person. You know, they're really a good person. (laughs) You ever heard that, right? You can say, you're righteous. Doing the right thing. Is that righteousness? How about, is it a hard attitude? Is it a hard attitude? Is it a propensity toward doing the proper thing at the proper time with proper motivation? i gonna say that again. Is it a propensity toward doing the proper thing at the proper time with proper motivation? Why did they call? <laughs> I already said that. Righteous brothers, righteous brothers. We say God is righteous altogether. How many have said that or have heard that? God is righteous altogether. That's good. That's true. That means all the time. All the time. You know, there's a little thing that, that goes on in, in, in a lot of uh, Pentecostal and maybe charismatic fellowships where they go. And Maybe some of you will do this with me. God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. That's not a bad that's called a responsive reading. No, it's, it's not really. No, that's not the but it's close, right? Let's do that again. God is good. All the time. All the time. Woo! Amen. <laughs> yeah. That means all the time in every circumstance, every circumstance. There is not a single circumstance in which God is not fully righteous. Man, that's hard. That's hard to comprehend. But he is altogether good. In every dealing, in every conversation, in every relationship. And I think dealing is a good word there. In every dealing, any. any relational dealing that he does with each one of us is altogether righteous. Even in his judgment, he is righteous. Rather, God judge us righteously than someone else judge us unrighteously. Or that we judge ourselves unrighteously. And sadly, that happens. And so we are still slaves. But we are no longer slaves. Amen? How can we tap into that? How can we tap into that? You know, most of us down deep want to do right, we want to do good. We've made some poor decisions. I think everyone in this room would agree. That you've made some poor decisions. So why would you trust yourself? Right? Just think about it. But the Lord has made himself available to us. In fact, he made himself so available that he just didn't sit around in heaven and go, Oh, golly, those poor humans. They're such a mess. My, my. No, he... Wanted us in his family so much. He wanted us to experience that freedom. He wanted us to no longer be slaves. And so he sent Jesus his only son. Now that's easy to say. But think about that. Think about that. That something is so valuable. And in his righteousness. Wanted us to join him. And made that way. The sacrifice of Jesus that we celebrated as we shared in communion. You with me? It's important. Wow, I'm not even halfway down the first page. There's only 18 pages, so don't worry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so, would you agree that we really need to tap into this righteousness thing? In Isaiah 64, 4 through 9, this is today's English version. And it talks about God's righteousness. And it talks about our unrighteousness. And this is not anything new. But in verse 4, chapter 64, no one has ever seen or heard of a God like you who does such good deeds, righteous deeds. For those who put their hope in Him. And other translations actually say, in fact, most of the other ones say, wait on Him. For those who wait on Him. I actually wrote this after the song list. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, it may seem like the Holy Spirit, but it's just, I know what I'm going to preach, and so I do that. Not really. (laughs) I didn't know I was going to preach this when I did that. Wait upon the Lord. You, God, you welcome those who find joy in doing what is right. Joy in doing the righteous thing. Those who remember how you want them to live. The Lord takes joy in that. You were angry with us, but we went on sinning. Ah, in spite of your great anger, we have continued. This is righteous anger. We have continued to do wrong since ancient times. All of us have been sinful. Even our best actions are filthy through and through. And many of you. No, the scripture, this, that this, uh, some of the other translations, our righteousness is like filthy rags, right? Because of our sins, we are like leaves that wither and are blown away by the wind. You know, I think some people uh, who know, who know they're in a desperate place, they know that this is their situation. And they come to, quote, church, unquote, and they don't feel like anybody else is like that. And the devil tells them, oh, you're the only one that's really unrighteous, right? Right. You're the only one that's sinful. All these other people are perfect. Look at that. Look at the little husbands and wives and the little kids. Look at those single people just smiling and being happy with one another and all that kind of stuff. And somehow they feel Unworthy. What they don't know is that all of us are unworthy. Amen? So we need to send a message somehow that doesn't hold judgment, but instead holds grace and acceptance. Not of unrighteousness, but of a person who can be made righteous if they choose. Not because we're able, but because he is able. Amen? Woo! Woo! I don't know that's kind of good preaching. <laughs> I'm really not that great preacher, but this this is good stuff. So they were still in a predicament. No one turns to you in prayer. No one goes to you for help. You have hidden yourself from us and have abandoned us because of our sins. But you are our Father, Lord. We are like clay and you are like the potter. You created us. So do not be too angry with us or hold our sins against us forever. We are your people. Be merciful to us. Wow. Wow. We can cry out to the righteous God. We don't have to be in so scared of him that we can't approach him. He is approachable. And when we didn't approach him, he approached us. Amen. Golly, that isn't that wonderful? That is, that's something to celebrate. Thank you for saving me., mm, what can I say? It's awesome. Romans three 9 through 28, there is a way that has been made. And there's some other things going on here, but we're, we're not going to get sidetracked with that. We're going to stay focused on the righteousness of God and the predicament that in which we find ourselves. We then, well then, are we Jews any better condition, in any better condition than the Gentiles? See, there was a comparative thing going on, right? It's like, mm, mm, mm. I hope nobody comes into this place and senses that we're like, "Mm, mm, we got this thing down, you know. I'm so white. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. I have already shown this is today's English version. I have already shown that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. As the scriptures say, there is no one who is righteous. And the quote continues. No one who is wise or who worships God. All have turned away from God. They have all gone wrong. No one does what is right. Not even one. Wow. Wow. Man. So, if your situation today is that you feel like you're the only one that's ever done anything wrong, and that we're all amazing and beautiful people, I think this sets the record straight. I think this puts us on the the level playing field where we truly... Either exist or did exist. Amen. Their words are full of deadly deceit. Wicked lies roll off their tongues and dangerous threats like snakes poison from their lips. Their speech is filled with bitter curses. They are quick to hurt and kill. They leave ruin and destruction wherever they go. They have not the path of peace. They have not known the path of peace Jesus is the Prince of Peace, right? Nor have they learned reverence for God. Whoa. End quote. Verse 19. Now we know that everything in the law applies to those who live under the law in order to stop all human excesses and bring the whole world under God's judgment. That's a lot right there. For no one is put right in God's sight Listen to this. No one is put right in God's sight. In other words, no one is made righteous. Are you with me? By doing what the law requires. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Wow. I thought I was good enough. What the law does is to make man know that he has sinned. Is that good? It kind of like... Puts the mirror up, doesn't it? Just says, ooh, ooh. But this is how God puts us right with him. But now God's way of putting people right with himself... Has been revealed. Ha <laughs> ha. Good news. It has nothing to do with law, even though the law of Moses and the prophets gave their witness to it. God puts people right through their faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why it says without faith it's impossible to please God. Amen. A lot of of scriptures, a lot of scriptures can go. God puts people right through their faith in Jesus Christ. God does this, watch this, to all who believe in Christ. Because there is no difference at all. (laughs) I don't know, I just got to let that soak a little bit. Everyone has sinned and is far away from God's saving presence. But, by the free gift of God's grace, all are put right with Him through Christ Jesus, who sets them free. (laughs) Amen. You know, I have to interject here. I'm going to to put a little marker right here. And how many heard that there was a suicide pact made uh, among some middle schoolers earlier this week? Is that right? Man. They must not know this. I'm so glad you guys prayed. Right? Amen. And prayer is powerful. And it sets us in a posture to hear the Lord's voice and be led by Him. Now, are we going to stop there? We can't. We can't. Because how will they know unless they hear? And how will they hear... Unless someone preaches or shares this good news. And how can someone share this good news unless they're sent? Right? Is that what the Bible says? So I think those of us who know that we're no longer slaves to fear, to suicide... I thought it was so odd that I kept thinking about suicide last night. Was it last Sunday? I like mentioned it three times and I'm thinking, what is that? You know, Where did that come from? And then this thing happens. You know, the Lord is quickening us to things. If, if, if we'll pay attention to the Holy Spirit, right? Instead of making ourselves look good, let God make us look good for His righteousness and for His glory and for His namesake. Are you with me? Yeah. Okay, moving right along. We need to pray for these kids, man. We also need to pray for ourselves that we'll know what to say, when to say it, where to be. The Lord will show us those things. He will. He wants to. He wants to use you. He wants to use me. For His glory. For His glory. Man. God offered him so that by his sacrificial death, and we're talking about Jesus, his sacrificial death, he should become the means by which people's sins are forgiven. The only means. Through their faith in him. God did this in order to demonstrate that he is righteous. So it's just an extension of his righteousness and his love for us. The sending of his son, Jesus, to set us free. Thank you for saving me. I'm no longer a slave to sin or fear or any other bondage, any other bondage. In the past, he was patient and overlooked people's sins. But in the present time, he deals with their sins in order to demonstrate his righteousness. Because if he never dealt with our sins, we would die in our sins. That's not a good thing. We want to die to our sins. Amen? In this way, God shows that he himself is righteous. Man, it's like, wow, how many times do you have to say this? Well, probably until until we get it. (laughs) That he himself is righteous and that he puts right everyone who believes in Jesus. He puts right. It's like, we just need to yield to that. We need to yield to his putting us right. Amen. Because he's the only one that can do it. We can't do it for ourselves. (laughs) And it's okay. In fact, when we realize how much of a failure we are, we then can wait upon the Lord. We then can cry out to the Lord. We then can call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Amen? That's a good place to be. And God in his grace judges sin and brings us... To the place. In fact, you know what? The wages of sin is death, right? So when we're in sin, we're dying. We're dying all the time. That's why we do stupid, you know? (laughs) That's why there's hopelessness in the hearts of people. So God, in His righteousness, Came down through Jesus Christ to take away the thing that was killing us. Not to keep us from having fun. Right? Not to keep us from enjoying His magnificent creation. Not to keep us from enjoying one another. But instead to teach us how to do that. To the fullest. And in all of that, give Him glory. And I'm going... Right? Right? Wow, what, what, Lord, we just humbly say thank you. I mean, we're just, we're grateful. What a plan. What an amazing, amazing plan that you didn't let us die in our sins, that you didn't let us keep going down the road, kicking against the goats, smashing our face into the brick wall. Amen. But delivered us. Our deliverer. Oh, yeah. Wow. God offered him so that his sacrificial death would do these things. Wow. What then can we boast about? (laughs) I love this. What then? Is it up there? Yeah. What then can we boast about? Nothing. (laughs) Paul said he only boasted in the Lord. Amen. Because he's worthy and what is the reason for this is it that we obey the law no but that we believe so i love the way it's put here what can we boast about nothing and what is the reason for this is it that we is it that we obey the law no but that we believe For we conclude, and I wasn't going to put this verse in, but I thought, now if he's saying, for we conclude, then we need to conclude. So, we conclude that a person is put right or made righteous with God only through faith and not by doing what the law commands. Wow. That's tremendous. Now, I have to put this in here. Don't forget that the law is perfect. Amen. It's perfect. It's, it's perfect. So, you just have to put that in your theological understanding and, and work that out. 2 Corinthians five twenty-one in the Amplified. For our sake, he made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him... We might become, stay with me now, he, we might become endued with, let that soak, viewed as being in, viewed as being in, endued with and seen as being in, and examples of, in other words, the walking out of, right? I love amplifying because it gives the whole kind of nuance. Of the original. <clears throat> Endued with, viewed as being in, and examples of the righteousness of God. Woo! Amen. So he didn't just say, you know what? Keeping the law is not going to do it for you. Because guess what? You can't. <laughs> but here's the promise that I have for you here's the promise given through his son. You can become the righteousness of God. This righteousness that was described by Isaiah of God. I know it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. That's why it takes faith. Right? But what if we really believed that? What if when we got up in the morning and we looked in the mirror and we saw the righteousness of God in spite of some of our behaviors. And we allowed that freedom. We become what we believe we are. If you've been put down all your life, you're going to be a put-down person if you believe that. But when we transfer that source of belief to Jesus and to God the righteous Father who gives us His righteousness through faith in His Son, if we believe that our faith in Him will actually produce Righteous behavior in us. Amen. Then we will become that. So the Lord, what I'm trying to say is we have to believe this. This is critical. It's not just for our salvation at the point of I believe and I'm transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son or the kingdom of light. It is about living in that light. It's about living there all the time. It's about believing this about yourself yourself. First thing in the morning until you go to bed at night. And when we're challenged and we're all challenged, I'm challenged to believe stupid. I'm challenged to believe the wrong things about who I am. But the Bible tells me that I am the righteousness of God and Christ Jesus through faith in Jesus Christ himself. If you have to write it down and put it on your refrigerator, if you have to write it down and put it on, if you need to put it in a frame on your bedside, do it, do it, do whatever it takes to convince yourselves that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus by faith. Amen? Amen. Oh, it's so important. You know, I want us to be able to sing sing with conviction and belief that I'm no longer a slave to fear. I, I am the child of God. Not just words on an overhead, but something that's written deep in our hearts. And we believe in it. it will change the way you see life. It will change the way we see each other. Is that okay, Bobby? Endued with, viewed as being in, and examples of the righteousness of God. What we ought to be approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. Wow. You know, just, just take the Amplified Second Corinthians 5.21. Write it down. Amplified. I mean, you know, you can look it up on your little phones. And you're, you know, I mean, it's just amazing how you can get to it. Um, amazing. First John... One, five through nine. This is the message we have heard from him and announce to you that God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. That's holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, righteous. Amen. Amen. No darkness at all. So, why would we not want to be in him? Be in the light. Oh, here we go. Verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie. And do not practice the truth. Those are hard words. But John wants to drive home what we have, what we do have. But, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light... We have fellowship, watch this, with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. (laughs) If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now, that's a whole other dynamic that, that... I'll get into at some point. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous or just to forgive us, to forgive us, to forgive us of most of our sins. (laughs) No. To forgive us. Of our sins. That's all. And to cleanse us. Watch this. From all unrighteousness. Now, when we're cleansed of all unrighteousness, the devil can't put on us anything. He can't accuse you. Oh, he can try, but you won't listen. Because you believe that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Some of y'all need to hear this today. I need to hear it. Are you kidding me? And if we're cleansed from all unrighteousness, what does he say he gives us in place of that? I know you don't want to say it because I'm going to say, no, that's not right. No, I'm not going to say that. We are given the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus by faith. In his shed blood and his death and resurrection and burial and all that. We're giving it. Man. So let's live like it. And the only way you're gonna live like it is not by being just gritting your teeth. I'm gonna I did it, I'm not gonna think that thought. I'm thinking that thought but we give it to the Lord and He just cleanses us and He just gives us Amen (sighs) this is good news this is good 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 gospel news (laughs) and this is what those children at the middle school need to hear this is what they need to hear and they need to see it in you and me they won't see it unless we believe it and live it and humbly, humbly give it away. Amen? And y'all, they're not the only ones that need it. Amen? I'm going to uh, do the 1 Corinthians and the Amplified one more time. And then you guys are going to be out before 11. Oh, my goodness. Listen. We've started something here with ministry teams. Tim Colwell has been working on that for a couple of years. And uh, there are opportunities for training. There are opportunities to be a part of that. But this is an opportunity. And I want to give everybody every Sunday the opportunity to be prayed with. And so at the end of every Sunday celebration... We're going to have ministry teams over there. If you don't see them, they're still in prayer or something. I don't know. But they'll be there. And I believe that as we yield to prayer, I believe that as we offer prayer, I believe, wouldn't you say that's true, Seth? I believe that when we submit to the Holy Spirit in prayer and in ministering to one another... The gifts of the Holy Spirit flow. That there is faith. There are words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discernment. All kinds of good things are ours as we pray those things. Is that the only place that that happens? No. But we want to make sure that the opportunity is there. Amen? Amen. So... After I do this last little verse, I would ask that those who are ministry teams and even those who are full of faith and in prayer this morning would go to the north wall. I know this, maybe I'm being too simplistic here or too logistical, but I think it's critical and important. You know, we do the things <laughs> we do the things that are possible and then God does the things that are impossible. Yes. Amen? That's right. So we make ourselves available. Worship team, will you come? For our sake, for our sake, he made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with viewed as being in and examples of the righteousness of God. What we ought to be approved and acceptable, approved and acceptable. Oh, how many of us need to be approved and acceptable in and in right relationship with him by his goodness? Amen. 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 If you don't know the Lord, if you've not experienced this, man, get up off that thing. <laughs> Let someone pray with you and experience this kind of freedom and joy that only comes through knowing Him. And no other way. No other way. Strength will rise as we wait.